Hello everyone and welcome to Dingers in Discourse, your one-stop shop for everything Mario Superstar Baseball. I am joined by my wonderful hosts again being Remke, Krazy, Clutch, Joey, and Cokes. Welcome them all onto the pod again and uh, we're going to be talking a little bit more about Mario Baseball, uh, some tiered attorneys, um, uh, viewer comments again, uh, a new appearance on Dingers City, and uh, your favorite tournament, Netplay Superstars, coming back soon. Uh, so let's start it off here uh, talking about the T-ball tourney, the UU draft uh, tourney, whatever you want to call it. Uh, people don't like the name, but hey, you got to roll with it. It's a new thing. Uh, this tournament having 20 participants and uh, top eight going to be Remke, Mori, Colby, Clutch, Krazy, Stuff, Flatbread, Hell's Hero, and Walrus. Uh, a big tournament, big names, uh, new strategies, new thoughts, any opinions on this, and uh, how can we expand on this in the future? I got to say something real quick for the viewers at home who have no idea what T-Ball or UU is. Someone, please explain or I can do it. I don't really care. <laughs> so I, I don't think the creator wants to explain his own mode. So um, there is a subsection of Pokemon competitive play called underuse where from what I understand, the community decides based on usage rates to ban specific Pokemon to not be used to open up what your team composition can look like. And so you have different types of matchups instead of the same typical meta matchup in Pokemon. And obviously, as everyone knows, that for the top level of competitive play, your top level characters are all going to be the same. You know, first nine, 10 picks are pretty standard. There's not really a deviation until pick 10 after you pick Magikoopa. And so that's why Coke's decided, let's ban nine characters and Diddy and numbers wise he is the second most used pitcher but i'm sure we're gonna get more into that later basically those 10 characters is top nine by usage plus diddy so it's pd bowser bro yoshi birdo dk boo king boo madge 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 i couldn't remember if i said magic so there are your nine and basically it now opens up a mode where there is only four unused characters at the end of the draft. So you start seeing Paratrooper, you start seeing Paragoomba, you start seeing Shy Guy every time. You see um, Mario, Luigi, Wario, Waluigi are kind of your top picks. So like, Moon they have ball. a lot more Moonballs in the mode all the time. It's a lot of fun. It opens up a new strategy. Um, coincidentally, because we're removing all the top picked players, uh, there's not a lot of power in the mode so it's a lot more small ball oriented a lot less swinging for the fences um and that's kind of what uu is all about it's just it's trying to make people pick new characters to have some variety in their gameplay and learn more about some underused characters yeah uh i think the mode was fun um participating in the tournament and you know i was i was very very skeptical uh at first when i first when it first kind of dropped in one of the channels the idea of it um because like clutch said essentially what you're doing is taking out all the home run hitters um and you're turning and you're taking out like the best defenders as well um because i mean the characters that are drafted early that aren't home run hitters are defenders or have the best slap bats in the game or boo who's the best pitcher in the game um but it, it i was definitely very skeptical at first turned out to be pretty fun um you end up getting a lot of hits a lot 
you know, more because the defense is overall worse. Um, but you know, the, the bats in this game kind of have like, there's like a point where it's just a cliff. And then after that cliff, they're all kind of the same. Like, sure, there's preference and, like, people like certain bats better than others based on mostly, like, character models as opposed to, like, stats themselves. Like, some people like to have a visual bat to line up the ball with uh, as opposed to, say, a palm tree <laughs> or a uh, conch shell at the end of a stick or whatever it is. Uh, some people like to have an actual baseball bat to line it up and could do that better. Um, but it's 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 a lot of player preference. Uh, once you get start getting into those lower level bats um, as opposed to actual stats. Um, so it's a lot of fun to see the character diversity and see what happens with that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's... Go, Go ahead, ahead, Joe. Oh, me? Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's cool. I think it's neat that you get to see, you know, you get to see probably like eight or nine characters that you wouldn't normally see. Probably even more than that, even. Yeah. About, probably about 10 characters you're not normally going to see. Every character is probably getting picked eventually. Sure, you're not going to see, you know, Green Koopa. You're not going to see Red Paratroop or whatever. But it's nice to see the variety. Doesn't really appeal to me. Uh, I like hitting home runs. <laughs> I think that's the f most fun part of the game. But I, I do think it's it's a fun alternate game mode. Really cool stuff. Um, and it, it was a cool event. I liked it. I didn't get to play, but but I did like it. Breaking news, Dinger City resident likes hitting dingers. Weird, right? <laughs> I thought so. Never yeah, seen that coming. I I was gonna say, I feel like in our current meta there like obviously there are those top nine that kind of carry your team. And I feel like it gets annoying to have like only your best characters be the important important ones on your team. But in UU or T ball, I feel like the playing field is a lot more level. And like every character has an opportunity to shine, whether that be like batting a thousand for a game or like making a relatively good defensive play for the competition. I can see that a lot. Like I didn't think about that before, but it's like when you're playing against the Bowser team or even playing as the Bowser team, you're like, all right, got to get back to my, you know, Magikoopa, Bowser, bro, core. Or you're like, man, I really got to escape this Magikoopa, Bowser, bro line up and like get through it and then you get through it and then you have a big sigh of relief until you get back to it again later in the game but it's kind of nice not to have that but like at the end of the day or like a, like even so without that it's it could still snowball out of control with all the slap hits so mm -hmm. and like the line drive stars getting doubles to run them in yeah yeah i felt like it was very different i played crazy and uu or t-ball when it first dropped like yeah. the code first dropped it was midnight or like 1 a.m. Cokes put it out. I'm like, Kraz, you want to try this out? He's like, let's go. He beat me 9-8 in nine innings, okay? Now, that obviously switched the second time we played in tournament. He beat me 10-0 first inning. Um, it completely switched. But I felt like the first game we played, I had a supreme advantage on my team because every character I had, they, they were bats I just couldn't hit with. And I felt like... You just hit them in the gaps in the right spots, and you move your runners around. Base running means a lot more now because um, catchers are going to be weaker. Um, you got to be smarter because you're not going to have a lot of fast fielders anymore. Um, there, you know, there's no more wall jump really anymore. Only power hitter that can hit a home run is going to be PM. 
uh, even if you're putting him as a lefty maybe you get him one as a righty or if you have no key on base you have that chem link but it's a completely different ball game i see why joe doesn't like it but it's a good refreshing taste for this game and like you all said it just keeps adding new uh new techniques to play the game with i love it i also think it like it opens the door for for other things similar to it that you know it could be tweaked in some ways to make it more interesting like maybe you don't ban the entire top nine maybe you ban like you know like four or five characters it doesn't even have to be you know those top those top five characters even if you're like hey we want you know some other characters to shine in the outfield so we're banning yoshi and you know we're banning bowser because bowser sucks <laughs> like and you know we don't want to see birdo captain so we're banning, banning birdo stuff like that like you you can still have potential for you know these power hitters and like home runs and stuff while still altering the game mode i don't think it's like it's not gonna be a staple like we're not gonna it's not gonna be like yeah like like this is this the second this is the new stars on like we're playing we're playing a uh like a lower tier of gameplay but i think that there's potential for tournaments running where you do certain character bands i think this is kind of like a step in that direction so i I think uh, think it's a fun idea yeah uh i was i was thinking about i was thinking about that because like this tournament kind of got me thinking like if we did like character bands or like what would like what character band would be the most impactful on the game if it was a single character ban and a lot of people like a lot of people's I mean, a lot of people's first thought is Bowser, right? Like that's everybody's first thought, but I don't think that's actually true. I think I think Yoshi is. I think Yoshi is absolutely the most impactful. Um, I mean, it's he's by far the most impactful fielder in the game. Uh, I think actually, I don't even think Bowser's top two. I think Birdo's more impactful of a band is than Bowser. Uh, I I mean, of course, Bowser hits dingers like no one else, but like. I mean, Bowser has warped the entire draft around him as a character. I think uh, right. we kind of sit in the luxury of, like, we've figured it out already. Enough, <laughs> yeah. at least. Like, we, we've we've come this far. Sure, there's still a way to go, but the character's so busted, man. Oh, yeah. Character's absolutely <laughs> OP. Like, he's, I mean, he's an enormous sweet st- spot. Yeah. Like, very easy to hit home runs with. Don't get me wrong. But I, I think as a, mean, yeah. As, yeah, like, as far as, like, total impact on the game, it's like, Bowser, it's like, he hits a home run, he's out, or he's just walked most of the time. And then defense, he's just kind of there. Like, he doesn't really do much on defense. But, like, as far as, like, you're playing the game differently because the character's in the game, like, I, I definitely play the game differently. My opponent has Birdo. I play the p- game differently. My opponent has Yoshi. Um, yeah, I think Yoshi's so, the big one, for sure. Yoshi's gross oversimplification, but Bowser affects one at-bat through the lineup. Yoshi affects nine. Yeah, <laughs> extremely yeah, you're, you're close right oversimplification. But like, I think that I think that's yeah. what people need to think about: it, is Yoshi affects all the opposing hitters. Either you're turning him around, or you're picking different characters that yeah. don't hit into Yoshi. Right. Um, versus Bowser. Yes, I know. If you walk it, then your bro's better. So that's affecting another app. Bad things. Like I said, gross oversimplification. But like I said, it's it doesn't affect the whole lineup. Yeah. I mean. That's that. I think that's kind of the the way to argue why Yoshi might be the more impactful singular band than Bowser. Yeah, probably. I think. And, it's uh, uh, I think it's an interesting question, uh, in general, because when you think about like, oh, what if one character was banned? The only character anyone's really actually thought about banning is Bowser, which is why it's like the immediate answer. But the more you think about it, it does like seem to think like, oh, I think the game would actually change a lot if like Yoshi was banned or Birdo was banned or even like I don't know. Boo. I don't, I don't know. I, I feel yeah, like Boo is the next one I was thinking of, too. 
yeah. The game would change a lot. Um, but what I can say is that I know with Dinger City, uh, you know, the which season was it? Seven, I think, was experimenting with ways to like mess around with the draft oh, yeah. allowed not Captain yeah. Bowser or eight, yeah. And then eventually it got to I forgot exactly what the draft was, but I think it was basically like Bowser was basically never getting picked because it was just no longer like a good option. I, oh, yeah, was, we had something wacky pseudo, going on, man. It was like a pseudo Bowser ban because basically if you took Bowser, your team was going to be horrible. So no one took yeah. Bowser. I actually uh, remember it. It was, uh, yeah. it was, we were, we were just like throwing things at the wall, seeing what worked. And this one did not yeah. stick around. It was <laughs> Bowser. So Bowser had to be your first pick regardless yeah. of which. So like if your first pick, you have to take Bowser right away. If your second pick, he has to be your your first pick also. And if you're second pick and you select Bowser, you only get one. You don't get two. Um, which which honestly, that seemed fine. But then you have to balance it for one pick because why should only the second pick be nerfed? So then the first pick was like, if you took Bowser as your first pick, uh, you only get one. Or it's either it was either you only get one in your next time around or your opponent gets three to start off something. or something like that. But then if you didn't, if neither person took Bowser round one, he was gone. And it was it was an interesting idea. We tried it. It's it sucked. <laughs> it sucked. It sucked really bad. But you know, it's yeah. it, you got to try stuff, right? Yeah, I, m- I remember talking a lot about the meta at that point too with the Bowser ban, because it was like it was weird. Because like you think one character getting banned really wouldn't change things that that much, but it really felt like your win conditions in games was just way more different. Like Birdo, for example, was way more impactful as a character because you removed a massive offensive threat with Bowser. Um, and Berto was seeing every, like, Berto all Captain already sees, like, 95% of games, but now she was in 100% of the games. Um, yeah, basically DK Berto captain every game. Yeah, DK Berto. Maybe Mario snuck maybe in there or Mario. something like that. Berto was, like, way more impactful. If the opponent had Captain DK and they, like, I don't know, if they didn't pick up another heavy or if their other heavy was King Boo, it felt like you could just kind of walk their heavies for free. Yeah. It really, it was pretty interesting how much it actually changed the meta just by basically removing only one character. Yeah, we actually, uh, by we, I mean me, I considered um, for spring series for each of the qualifiers doing like uh, like two character bands in each one. Hmm. Uh, it, it was like, ultimately we decided like, let's just make it the same throughout the whole thing. But the idea was basically like the first one, we're going to ban the, the number one ranked character, so Bowser, and then like the eight character, which is probably king boo uh and then it was like the second one we'll do like you know two and seven or something like that and then we'd do two for everything and then we'd have four different tournaments with four different metas slightly at least and and then the last one you know it's everything goes it was an idea i think it's an idea that could still be used in the future uh but it's 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 interesting to think about how the meta would go you know not only if you take out one character you know say say we ended up you know a lot of people consider yoshi what four maybe five I think I think four is pretty standard. I know at least one opinion. person this uh, call would disagree, but I think four or five <laughs> is pretty standard. Like popular. Yeah, I think three. Wise. All right. All right. Yeah. I'll yeah. Four. I think four this is this is a very content. This is a very new contentious opinion, but Look, I think he... Yoshi's better than Donkey Kong. Okay. Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. Right. Four. I, I, okay. If you're wait, talking wait, so PD two, if... then. Yes, PD2, PD2, Yoshi 3, Donkey Kong 4. If, okay, here's here's my here's my reasoning. <laughs> I think if we are talking about each character solely in a vacuum and like 
this character exists in the game and no other character exists, how strong are they? Donkey Kong is number two. But in the meta that currently exists and strength of the character with other characters in the game, namely Yoshi, Donkey Kong, I believe, is fourth. Because Yoshi hard counters Donkey Kong, slap it, and honestly, Banana Ball to a lesser extent. But um, I think Yoshi is very, very good against DK. Um, but that's my that's my reasoning behind it. And I think I think Petey and Yoshi have a lot more impact on the game than Donkey Kong. But I could just I know it's I know it's a very new and, and and I think it's a very new and contentious opinion. Uh, but and I'm less per less you know adamant about that one. But that's that's my that's my current argument. I can just hear like Cactus and Hells and all them being like these new net players with their new fangled ideas about tier list. If I, I'm just gonna add. Not saying I agree with the take, but I do want to add one thing on when you're saying like a DK in a vacuum versus in the context of the meta. I think DK, except I guess for the banana ball, like in the other areas, in the other roles that he fills, is sort of replaceable. Like he's not the only broken shortstop. You have Birdo, you have Wario. Um, you know, you, you can even stick Yoshi there. Um, Bowser is only replaceable by I guess PD. They kind of just go hand in hand. Uh, Yoshi is not replaceable. Like, if you have Yoshi, there, you can't just, oh, I'm just going to take, True. like, who? Like, uh, there's no Toadette? No. <laughs> yeah, Yo- yeah, Toadette's, like, fake Yoshi. Yeah. <laughs> like, not quite there. Mm-hmm. So, I, in, in a way, I can see it, like, you know, if you give up Donkey Kong in the draft, you can be like, all right, well, I'll just have to pick Wario a little bit earlier to make sure I have a nice infielder. Or if you already have Birdo on your team, you might be like, all right, well, my infield's pretty good anyway. I can Which, by the way, is in fact what I was doing. Uh, when I picked when I picked Yoshi PD, I went. Uh, so my t- my core ended up being, I believe, it was Yoshi PD Boo Birdo, and then with the next two picks, I went Waluigi and Wario. So that gave me a great infield because I had Birdo and Wario. I had Waluigi on the corner. Uh, I ended up sticking PD at first base. I'm pretty sure because I also had the PM as catcher and Boo PM locks down all Steelers. And it's not like the opponent's picking Toadette anyways, so it's like that doesn't yeah. matter. Um, but yeah, that that's what I ended up doing, and also the triple chem or the double chem with uh, Walu, Boo, and Wario too to give me another little home run threat. But that's my that's my logic behind that my, in that draft line. See, now I'm thinking of that, and I think it's I think it's solid. I I agree, but also you think of it now the opponent has what Bowser, Bro, DK as they're they're like top yes three. yes um so i mean you, you have yoshi but those three those are the highest impact characters in the in the on the team and they're all they're all trying to hit homers now at this point so you think dk is a home run hitter on that team because they also uh, have uh, well, i mean if you have yoshi and they have kb yeah i mean dk's cat well, dk is not a captain no with, with yoshi there i mean he's probably charged swinging more than he would on the other team so it's just like <laughs> I don't know because I, I look. I, I think Yoshi's great. I think four, I, I think Yoshi's four. I, I I think it might be close. I don't know if I could say DK four, but but either way, I just think like on on a team like that specifically, it's like I'm trying to hit a lot of home runs with that team. So Yoshi, well, that. he'll he'll still impact like a handful of characters. Left field, well, it does make a lot of plays, especially with Yoshi there. It's like I don't know if that impact is going to be higher than you know the offense that you're getting out of a character like DK plus the defense that he still has. Like he, 
he's still like the best laser character by a long shot laser's still good True. i know i know for a while there are people who are like oh laser's overrated laser's good we know laser's good yeah. stars off it's great like i don't know um it's not heresy i could understand it not for me yeah i get it i get it i think uh i i think the yoshi pd draft line is very interesting i, I, think, I think it's cool i think it's fun uh i think I I have I even though I love DK slap hit I uh it's very fun getting just those little slow pop flies that just land over the third base and way out of Yoshi range. It's so much fun to get those. Uh, <clears throat> but I don't know. I just like having that consistency of Yoshi outfield and being able to move him around and uh, you know shut down offenses with it. It's fun. Yeah, I, I that's actually my least favorite thing about the game right now. Yeah, <laughs> Yoshi around. Uh, I think I think that's the worst thing that exists in the meta today, and I don't, I don't think we can change it. But it's just like fun for the person with Yoshi. Fun, yeah. not fun for the yeah. person without Yoshi. I, honestly, I think it sucks. <laughs> I, I hate doing it because I'm like, oh, I gotta swap my characters. Like this is optimal. Half the time, I'll like if I'm like streaming or something, I'll be like, I should do this, and I'm just gonna keep playing. And it's just because like uh, I don't know. I'm a lazy player. I don't want to do I've all got that. good <laughs> news for you. Uh, oh, man. I'm like halfway done with like a, a a mod that makes the pause menu way faster. So you press pause oh, yeah, and you yeah. just go directly to the fielder swap screen. And when you press B, you go back to the game. <laughs> yeah. You're making it worse. Making it worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I love fielder swap. I'm <laughs> Can we just give a round of applause to the mods? Yeah, like, Let's go. I'm like, with that change, going. with that change, since it goes faster, can we go to three swaps inning instead of two? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. yeah. No. <laughs> I, I, I'm I think, not legit. I'm not legit. I'm I fine. honestly think that this was discussed like in depth the other day, and I think I think the best option is you get two swaps if your pitcher gets tired. Tough luck. I, I think I, I think that's good that. because it's like you used your two swaps. Mm. If your pitcher gets mm. tired, that sucks for you. You shouldn't have used your two swaps. I was originally. I think that's I good. I, I kind of go back and forth between the two swaps and one and one for tired. I don't know. Like, I I go back and forth between it a lot because I think the two swaps just kind of makes sense or like at first glance to me. But when I think about the one one rule, I'm like, okay, well you can't just like. If Birdo's up, you can't just pull Yosh from left field into second base and then throw him back. If it's like the second inning and you know you're not going to have a tire pitcher, it's just like a the correct move, basically. Whereas right. if you only get one swap, you have to say like, all right, well, if I bring Yoshi in, I got to leave him there for the rest of the inning. Is there anyone later in the lineup that I want Yoshi left for? Like, kind of have to balance that decision a little bit more. So I don't know. I think uh, I, I, I go back and forth before, you know, on which one I think is better. The one one is interesting too because it's like it it, ner it, it nerfs Yoshi, mm -hmm. but I think that's necessary. <laughs> like I don't know, I just think like we already used the rules to nerf Bowser, and because Bowser's the biggest offensive menace, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So Yoshi is by far the best fielder. Like it's not even it's not even close. So like, are we just gonna live with it? It's it's like it's one sided. That that's how it is. And a lot of the time, Yoshi Bowser on the same team. <laughs> this is I true. Like, yeah, yeah, so, true. You know, it's it's something to think about. We're not we're not going to get in depth on this right now, but but you know, yeah. maybe in the future we could spend a whole hour talking the, about it. I I mean, I guess my initial thought is 
isn't that the whole reason we have two swaps plus tired roll in the first place? Because a lot of land. I mean, I, I don't. I didn't grow up playing the game this way. But if I knew everything I knew about Yoshi, I feel like I would have just moved Yoshi to the optimal spot every time. I understand that some land groups don't have a fielder swap rule, and it's kind of just like a respect thing. But like, isn't that the whole point of having it in the first place? So, I mean, yeah. I I can understand talking about adjusting it, but until there's a definite problem, I don't know but I'm not there yet. Yeah. I mean, that was, that's basically the thing. It's like, we, again, it's, uh, we, we didn't get it right the first time. I think, you know, we made this rule. It's been great. I don't think it's enough, but that's, that's just me. Mm. I think until it's like way, way over centralizing. Cause here's the thing. Here's, here's my opinion on it. Yoshi. Okay. So if Yoshi's in left field, right. So barring like character, like, donkey kong for example where his slap hit needs to go opposite side for it to be good um like that's just kind of how he is like with the trajectory bonus that's why he has to slap to the left side you can get a gapper to the right center to the pole center not reliable at all um there is counterplay to having yoshi on the opposite side of the field of you because yoshi can't cover the entire field if you have a slap hitter up, you could pull with that slap hitter. You can hit a frame eight and it's the exact same thing as a frame three. You can hit a frame four and it's the exact same thing as a frame seven. Like there is that counterplay there. Sure. It's a little harder to pull because you have to react sooner rather than later. Um, But I think that's kind of like this next like step of like counterplay is hitting the ball away from Yoshi and getting it consistent hitting it away from yoshi that's why i don't think it's like necessary to to nerf the fielder swaps on yoshi because you can always just hit it away from him there's like a because center field it's like he can't cover the entire field you can always hit it to the opposite side that yoshi is yeah, that, yeah. That, that's definitely fair i think uh i don't know just it's infuriating especially infield <laughs> swaps with yoshi yeah uh, yeah i think yoshi second base is better than yoshi left field I don't know if that's a hot take, but I, I think that's sometimes. I think it. I think it's just how it is. I don't know. Does left field see more plays than second base? I don't. I don't know the numbers. Um, I would imagine so. But I think so. I, I just think like I don't know. I I've seen Yoshi make insane plays in the outfield. I've seen Yoshi make some of the most insane things I've ever what? seen in this game in the infield. There's a couple. Think, there's a, there's a couple from uh, Joe's and uh, Joe yeah. and I's classic match that were guys, absolutely insane. That might, yeah, that might be out the same day this is out. I'm not sure, but either way, it's, it, it's, it was insane. And it's just, I mean, that's Yoshi. That's how he is. Yeah, that's but Yoshi. I, I think, I think Yoshi's second base, especially in classic, I think Yoshi's not a problem, but that's just like, that's classic. Every team's got a problem right. character. <laughs> you like yeah. deal with it. I mean, you hit, you hit two P, oh, spoiler alert. Uh, you, hit, <laughs> you, you hit two PD home runs on me. So, yeah. like, it, I mean, I, yeah. Oh, dude, it's, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's, Yoshi got a, Yoshi got a bunch of outs. Petey hit home runs. That's it. That's the game. That's the ball game. Yoshi yeah. and then Birdo, Birdo had some nasty eggs. Like that's that's oh. the. <laughs> that's how classic goes. You just, as that's you, how classic. You produce with your like best two or three characters. You're probably gonna win. Yeah. True. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, I was go gonna on. say Yoshi left field versus second base. I think there's more Yoshi exclusives on second base than there is on left field, uh, save for a couple characters. I think. Noki Walu, Walu, Luigi, DK have a lot of Yoshi exclusive balls to left field. 
Um, but outside of that core, yeah. I think it's a lot of slap hitters that hit within Yoshi range or they don't. Um, and yeah. so that's why I think second base probably sees less plays, but I think there's more Yoshi exclusives, which like you slap way to the hole and then Yoshi just sticks that tongue out five feet. Yeah. And you're Something like, right hey. up the middle, even like, it's yeah. just, it's horrible. Also right the, the middle between first and second, it's just, it's killer. The big one that no one has really uh, explored yet is Yoshi completely obliterates Toadsworth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you fielder swap, if you fielder swap to get Yoshi on the oppo side of Toadsworth, man, good luck. <laughs> also, just like Falcon Pop can be caught by Yoshi second base with a good fielder swap. Not always, but uh, enough times. Right. <laughs> Wario Garlic Ball. Oh, <laughs> Wario I love it. That's does not. It, that's it cannot insane. land against Yoshi <laughs> if if you're on the right side of the infield. Yep. It's it's insane. He's a great character. We'll see. I, I do agree, though, that we don't need to change anything now, but I think it needs to be it needs to be watched. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> it can be watched. But yeah, yeah. again, the fact that there's always going to be counterplay, I think, yeah. makes it fine. At and, least most of the time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, at least most of the time. I mean, obviously, Waluigi. It's like Waluigi, Magic Koopa, something Yeah, like that. right. Those, it's not really, but like... I mean, if you if you're countering like three characters, I I don't think that's yeah. like I don't think that's nerf worthy. You know what I mean? Uh, but again, that's a, something we'll have to consider later on when it, we get to that point. But as long as like no one's really explored, at least at like a top level, like no one's like tried to consistently hit like pole slap hits. Yeah, and I think that comes from like it's already so hard to hit in this game sometimes, and it's just mm -hmm. like. Once you once you're comfortable with how you're hitting with the character, it's like this is how I'm hitting with them. And sometimes it's like, all right, now you have to, you know, change your timing by by six frames by, by you know like like a tenth of a second. Good luck. Which I think this is another reason why people don't hit as like people are more uncomfortable hitting home runs with Wario and Donkey Kong because their slap hits are also viable. Yeah, and when you're when you're pushing those slap hits and then it's like oh i've got to charge and now hit it earlier it's like oh that timing isn't necessarily locked in for me um you know people talk about that switching back and forth between boomerang bro and hammer bro um their timings are completely different on the optimal spot to hit it so all right well i think we're gonna wrap up that talk there very uh good discussion folks <laughs> Very, that was a very good deep breakdown of the game mode. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's still a lot more yeah, to come. Fun. That was uh, what, how old. long has code been out? Three days, <laughs> right? Two days. <laughs> it's super new. Like it like came out and then Sam N was like, "All right, tournament." Yeah. And everyone's like, yep. right, cool. yeah. Everyone's like, "Cool." <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, fun. We're, we're gonna head in uh, to I know Clutch's favorite part of the uh, the podcast. Fewer comments, uh, where we read your comments left on the YouTube side. And Wait, we talk I'm so about sorry. It. <laughs> did we say that Remke won the tournament? Oh, no, we didn't. <laughs> I don't think we did. I was in my head. I just didn't say yeah. it. Okay. Sorry. Remke did win the tournament. He beat Hell's Hero. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Three I to beat, four, right? Yep. Four to three. Four to three. Uh, yeah. Top top four was uh, me, Clutch, Hell's, and Krazy. Uh, I beat Clutch in semis. Hell's uh, two to one. Hell's beat Krazy seven to four. Um, and then we had a coin flip off for third place yeah. uh that i believe crazy won and for those for those wondering we don't flip heads or tails we flip uh who gets a first type of specific coin on the coin flipper bot uh 
our favorite. So, and that the Liberty 1909 coin, praise Liberty 1909. Uh, but yeah, Cl- Krazy got that one. Uh, but yeah, it was a very fun tournament. Um, I probably am not going to play much of that mode now. <laughs> that, that I was going to say, after <laughs> the tournament, Remke messages yeah. in, the, in the chat. <laughs> Uh, thanks for the bracket, Sam. Now I will never play this game mode again. <laughs> and, and I fully stand behind this statement unless there's like major changes to the mode or like the mode is drastically different. Because uh, I think it was fun for what it was for a couple days. Uh, but I think it's going to get very stale very quickly, in my opinion. For I, I mean, hey, as long as people love it, keep playing it. It's, it's always fun to have more game modes in this, uh, more ways to play the game to keep it interesting uh but i think this is one that i enjoyed for the time and now it's time to move on well you probably also lost years off your life you played me in a one-run game twice yesterday and then you played hells in a one-run game like (laughs) yeah sheesh made things close made it fun yeah yep and i think both of them i came back in if i'm not mistaken correct i was i was up late in ours and then you went on a walk off in the bottom ninth when we played to warm up earlier in the day and then uh in tournament i went up one to nothing it i got to the point where i think it was zero zero after like the fifth inning and like i'm like what are people saying right now like it's like maybe like four or five hits aside like it was dominant lockdown pitching i don't even want to say defense like it was just great pitching on both sides and i the whole time i'm like (laughs) Just get the first run. Just get the first run. Just get the first run. And I did. And then I'm like, okay, like let's get a, let's add on and never add it on. And you scratched across two. I won't even talk about the play. We already talked about it. Like, yeah. But the 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 poor timing on the on the cutoff to second was a new net player moment. Yeah. The um uh yeah, my entire team had like short bat lengths and clutch was just pitching outside the entire time and props to him that's that's exactly how you pitch to short bats uh but man i was getting tilted <laughs> until i finally just got two runs across with a single star hit and it was just like finally <laughs> i could breathe yeah but yeah fun tournament fun tournament thanks shout outs to sam N for putting that tournament on uh kind of very quickly and very well ran um and i believe shout outs to chris toasty and clutch for streaming it uh did a good great job with that um yeah great tournament all right uh before i move on i want to say something for anyone that's listening to the podcast on apple uh podcasts or spotify i just noticed this krazy now is a picture of butter dog on his wall <laughs> i did not notice that until just now let's go and, and for a long time i thought that wall didn't go towards the webcam i thought it was just like a straight on the line so that really helps my brain now it kind of still looks like that it's still it, you why can you not it, see the corner you can't I it's so, it, you can like see the shadow a tiny bit but yeah I you can like, kind of i think it's too close to the wall like the edge of the door it, it's like it's like an inch like, and a half it. yeah so weird yeah the door trim's too close to the edge of the wall to see the corner but yeah, yeah, fun fact for everyone uh, uh, watching on YouTube, there's Easter eggs in each one of our cameras, so comment below if you find them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are. We just gave you one. <laughs> I <need> five more. <laughs> Let us know what you find. Except for, for mine's gone. I'm here earlier. Yeah, All true. Right. Okay, okay. Hey, what's mine? <laughs> I don't even know what mine is. So anyway. Okay, anyways, <laughs> so anyway. moving on. 
we're going to move over to the content creation side. Uh, another big reason why a lot of people are in this community in the first place, Dinger City had a nice collab with the man, the myth, the legend, Baltor, Paul. Um, he got to collaborate with Dinger City uh, in about a whole week of games. Uh, yep. Joe, how was that? You know, seeing someone from the Netplay community always talk to on here, a big streamer uh, for on the Chat Pack channel. How was it? You know, seeing him in it was, person. It was amazing, man. I mean, this was this. We recorded those videos right after the meetup. It was the it was the Monday following the meetup. Uh, we got you know, Balster was on the three games that that week, and then he played in a fourth one, uh, which actually came out the other day. Me me and Balter played a ranked match for for the Netplay ladder, but in person. Uh, so that was very fun. We had, we had a blast. Uh, it was really cool. It, it was it was such a cool thing because you know Baltor's from uh, he's from Seattle, so he he went cross country all over to Long Island. Uh, with but you know a lot of people came out to Long Island, but it was it was super cool to uh, to like finally sit down record some content with somebody who has been a big content creator in the scene, like alongside Dinger City and everything like that. So it it, it was it was honestly a really great experience, and I I. I'm positive that there's going to be more. We were going to have uh, we were going to have a similar thing the week before with Matty Ice, uh, but we weren't able to do it. So unfortunately, we but we we didn't get that. But we still got the one with Baltor, and I'm sure there's going to be more in the future. So uh, I don't know if it's only going to pop up around like meetup times because it's like you know what, hey, you're here from Texas, you want to hop in to a Dinger City day or something like that. I don't know, but it, it was yeah. I mean, it was awesome. It was one of the coolest things that I think we've done in you know just like mario baseball content creation history finally getting to like collaborate with somebody that especially from so far away so awesome stuff and also baltor he's a pleasure yeah yeah not trying to sell it too hard but i would go back to long island just for vacation so like if you haven't been to long island to see the area you know, yeah. and you get invited by Dinger City to hey, go uh, out. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I think I think you just kind of take them up on their offer. Like, you yeah, know that. It... So, uh, well, well, I'm definitely. I, we're gonna consider uh, like extending some invitations here and there. Get some commentary stuff like this. And you know what? It, it's we we have plans for uh, we do a 24 hour live stream. Uh, we did one in February, but we're doing another one in November for extra life because that's like extra life's game day. And uh, not to spoil anything, but we're looking to we're looking to bring someone out for that, and uh, it's it's gonna be a blast. We're we're excited. So interesting. Seems hype. Yeah, interesting indeed. And if you weren't sold on Long Island enough, all right. I mean, it is the home of Mario baseball. I mean, I that's kinda, true. I, that's kind of just not debatable. I think like half the community is from Long like, like New York, Long Island, New yeah. York area. It's kind of wild. It really is. I mean, Coke's right here from uh yeah. from long island and you know it's not like it's not like anyone moved to long island to play mario baseball it just turned out that <laughs> yeah, like so many people. not not yet crazy will be the first one if anyone is yeah, yeah. Was like, <laughs> right yeah we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pay crazy's tuition to uh <laughs> to come live in new york but it was yeah, yeah. it was it was cool because you know it started off in new paltz and then the new paltz club came home and everyone lives on long island and then Dennis and his friends were like, oh my god, we watch your channel and we're also five minutes away from you. <laughs> and just this is how it goes. It's it's so weird. It's funny too because I, I ended up joining the picture and I was like, Oh hey, I watch you guys, but I'm like like forty to an hour, you know, away from you guys. Yep. 
And then it's like, I I would always complain, like, oh, man, it's so far away from me. And then all of a sudden, Baltimore is just like, actually, I live in Seattle. I'm, I'm showing up. Don't worry. <laughs> I yeah. will fly no, all the way to Long Island for Mario awesome. Baseball. It's so cool. Took two flights. We're it's really crazy. doing something here. <laughs> we did. Yeah. Hey, I can't wait to see the next one. It's just getting better and better. Uh, everyone's up in the game now. It, it really, it, it wasn't, I feel like, pushed enough. Because everyone was just doing it to do it. And now people are, I'm not going to say competing, but like, you got to make it so people retain watching. Well, what's, what do you make that makes it different? I feel like Dinger City has that. Getting everyone. It's like a celebrity guest appearance. It's what you love to see. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to move on again. Uh, another topic here. We have a couple new tournaments. Uh, Signups for NBA Cup are live now. I should be up uh, live now until Tuesday, right? Yep, it'll go until the ladder reset, which is slated for Tuesday next week. All right. Uh, anything you want to say to anyone watching right now that might be interested in the NBA Cup? At the time of recording, we're at 20 participants, uh, which is really good so far, but the goal is to break the 64-person record. Um, but other than that, um, if you have any questions, I just posted a video on my channel about a little bit better explanation than just reading a big text document. Um, and if you have any questions about using Start GG or whatever, uh, let me know. Send me a DM. I don't want signups or questions about the rules to be a barrier to entry. So happy to spend time with anyone. Nice indeed. All right. Uh, another another new one uh, is going to be Netplay Superstars starting up. Cokes. New format. You want to explain? Because I know <laughs> sign-up should be coming out after this podcast airs. Um, yeah, probably about when it airs or after. You want to explain about what's going on with the new format so everyone just you know gets a little bit refresher. I know reading something might not be the best way to consume it. Um, so, hey, explain it along to everyone. See what's new. See if they're interested. Yeah, sure. So, basically, when considering the format uh, for a tournament I'm expecting a lot of people to sign up for, Wanted to I wanted to think of a format that is going to not demand a lot of time out of everyone while also being able to accommodate for having so many people. Um, so the classic format for Netplay Superstars is pools, round-robin pools. Um, it's what we've been doing basically the entire time. And because we've had so many people sign up, we've essentially hit a point where every single pool is really only having two people get out. Like in the past, we could have, you know, three or four people get out. But it's really only two people getting out of each pool. And if the pools are large enough, it essentially becomes basically a fake double elimination bracket because you'll lose two games in a round-robin pool of, let's say, six people and only the top two get out. You're basically eliminated from the tournament. Like there's, unless some weird tiebreaker shenanigans, upsets happens, you're basically not getting out of pools at that point. So when I thought about it more, I was like, this is kind of just a double elim bracket with a lot of extra steps. Um, there's other problems. I, I had a big, long Discord post about it when I, I was going into detail about you know how the format was. Um, but what I settled on uh, to try out for the next tournament, again, don't know if this is perfect. We're going to try it out, see how it goes. If it's a disaster, we'll switch. If it works perfect, we'll keep it. Uh, but my idea is to make the pools double elimination brackets going to keep it small around let's say uh i think i settled on three to five people or four to six i, I oh no not three people uh four to six people i believe it was 
Um, or four to five. I don't remember. I have it in my notes. <laughs> um, small pools, double elimination brackets. When you sign up for the tournament, you sign up uh, for a particular time slot for, for your, to play your bracket. You can sign up for uh, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday evening. And I'll see the tournament. Based on your availability, I'll give you a pool, double elimination bracket. And when your time comes, you play it. You just play out the whole bracket as is, you know, for your time slot. So it's not necessarily like everyone has to be here Friday, 6 p.m. to play. If you're not around Friday, 6 p.m., you still have Saturday and Sunday to see if you can, if you're available at those times. And it'll basically just be, you know, uh, top two make it out, winner side, loser side type of deal. And then that'll be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, from Monday up until Sunday morning, which is essentially an entire seven days. We'll play out the bracket um, asynchronously, so on your own time, up until Sunday top eight. And then just like we've always been doing, Sunday top eight will be streaming. Um, other than that, nothing else is really going to change except for the fact that I think I actually want to stream both winners semifinals just because last tournament went pretty smoothly. Um, so I'm like, eh, if it goes, if it keeps going smooth like this, uh, we'll have time to stream both the winners semis. Um, but yeah, that's all I really got. Um, yes, I, I, I put a lot of time into trying to think about what format is going to work best, but I, I'm pretty confident this one will be nice. I am a little bit worried if like, I don't know, those three days are, are just not going to work for people or if the time slots are just going to be like, not quite perfect or ideal. Um, but like I said, you know, we'll see how this goes. Um, kind of just like a learning curve. I think at the very least, I don't think the the format, like the round robin, is sustainable. Like if we ever have an 100 entrant tournament, I, I it's just not realistic to do round robin, or at least uh, or at least the way we've been doing it, because then the tournament will have to become like two weeks, two and a half weeks. So I don't know. I I've been thinking a lot about this. But I, this is kind of what I settled on. I, I asked people what they thought. So far, I've been hearing mostly uh, positive feedback on it, which gives me a little bit of reassurance that it won't be a disaster. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, but yeah, I'm just excited for the next tournament in general. I, I took a hiatus mainly to finish up school, graduating, tests, all this annoying stuff. And I was like, I got to not focus on Mario Baseball for just a little bit, and then I'll get back to it. <laughs> Yes, folks. Life stuff annoying. Mario baseball yeah. not annoying. Oh uh, yeah, life stuff <laughs> annoying. Yeah, I I like this format. I think it's totally cool. I I think that the only potential issue that you'll run into is nothing new. It's just like, uh, are people gonna play the asynchronous bracket on time? Yeah, and that that's the biggest what if. But I think this is a great way for uh you know to scale with the the size of the tournament. You know, regardless of how big it is, you could have the same number of like players in a pool you just have less pools so mm -hmm. i think that's super nice and it's plus sitting down and just playing like oh, i'm like oh saturday i have to sit down for two and a half hours you know two hours whatever it is because it's not it's not that many people like it doesn't take that long to play a four to five person double elimination bracket like that's not going to take a long time it's it's very easy to get done you don't have to play seven games for pools or whatever it is and uh and also once you're actually eliminated you can stop you know, it's not like, like, I can just be like, all right, you know what? I lost my two games. I'm done for the night. That's it. And uh, I, I agree with you wanting to stream uh, both winter semis. You know, we did spring series. That was double elimination. Uh, 16 people, everyone started in winners. And that was, you know, it was under six hours. So if you have half, if it's top eight and half of them are starting in losers, 
you're going to add, you know, 30 minutes to your stream. Yeah. Not bad at all. I think this is going to be, if it works out the way we think it's going to be the way to go in the future, it, it's very laid out and you've put the time in Cokes. It definitely paid off. And yeah. I feel like, I feel like for Netflix superstars, we need to have this break. I feel like that two to three month break was really good, really refreshing. It got more people in. It's going to make them more interested. It's going to make them want to grind more. Cause when you have one every month, it's the same thing, you know, you got, you have to put your effort in now. And uh, we got I'm tournaments running all the time. So. Yeah, there's always yeah. those little small filler ones, or just you know, that could be even bigger, like the uh, NBA Cup coming up. You know, they're longer or you know more serious ones. They, they'll fill the little slots, but Netplay Superstars is going to be in the spot for Netplay Superstars. Okay. Which and I think the the one thing about Netplay Superstars that's good is that I feel like every tournament we've kind of gotten better. I feel like every tournament, obviously, in terms of like how many people and like how good the players are. But I think this one, especially with the break, the hype is just going to be completely unmatched. Like there's going to be a ton of people. It's a new format. Everyone's going to be playing. There are a lot of stakes on the line, hopefully a prize pool. I'm assuming again, I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be exciting and fun. I don't know what the minimum prize pool is right now, but I know there will be one. I think the minimum <laughs> right now is, Sort of small. Don't expect like a four hundred dollar yeah check for winning. But we'll get you there. <laughs> we'll get it there. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, I think one of the main complaints that I could hear from the community about this new format is, oh, I'm not available this weekend, so doing these timed pools really sucks for me. When in the past I could have. Um, here's my response to that. Netplay Superstar is supposed to be a 10-day tournament, and if we try and just let everyone try and go around their schedules now that it's ballooned to 60-plus participants, we won't finish in 10 days. Um, and so if you want to go longer than 10 days, you won't have a Netplay Superstars every month and a half to two months. Uh, it's going to be three, four, because also then at some point, Koki's got to keep it moving, and that just makes his hair go gray. I'm sure he has gray <laughs> hairs from 10 and all those problems. So um, if you can't make it that weekend, unfortunate sign up for the next one like hopefully we keep a good enough cadence that it will be available enough that missing one will not feel like a huge bummer i mean it'll still be a bummer i know every top player wants to play every time not even every top player every player wants to play in the biggest tournament but i think if we're going to keep it short form this is just kind of the necessary evil that we're going to have to accept and it's not even that bad um if if you're not available for three days to do your pools in those set time slots, then you probably were gonna have a hard time getting your pools in anyways. Um, yeah, so definitely. I so I hope when people see this, I hope they don't like send a bunch of like angry anonymous letters with like the cutout <laughs> magazine letters to coach about <laughs> I couldn't play because you did these new time slot things. I and I don't expect that to be the response either, but I do want to put it out there right now that if I start seeing that out there, that's gonna be my immediate response. Yeah. I appreciate your passion. I'm glad you want to play. Sign up for the next one when you're available. Yeah, if, you, if you're not available, uh, that, that's tough. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> my, can't, right. can't coordinate yeah. 80 schedules. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. My, uh, I think my only thing like with that is um, I think having ample like announcement time in advance. Uh, yes. I think that's important. Um, but other than that, like, I love the format. Um, but it, like, like if you're going to be saying, all right, you got to block off this weekend for this tournament, I feel like, you know, a few weeks, month, maybe at, hopefully a month. Uh, I think that's reasonable. Yeah. Um, 
for like scheduling ahead that way because you that way you can plan ahead because you know especially for you know the higher level players that really want to be in every single tournament yeah um (laughs) the you know it it helps it helps us plan helps us plan uh so i will move my whole life around for mario baseball (laughs) i literally will that's that's <laughs> been my reality for like the past two years. Yeah. It's like my 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 life is scheduled around Mario Baseball, so. and that's amazing. It's yeah. it's you know it's it's not bad. I'll give you that much. Yeah, I think one interesting side effect of this uh, format, not something I originally considered, but something I kind of just noticed, is that I feel like it could be a little bit better for content, specifically streaming, because I feel like um, if you are, let's say, you're in like. <laughs> You're in pool um, F, and you can just be like, all right, I'm playing my bracket Saturday night. Just, you know, throw on your twist. And he's like, hey, I'm doing a bracket yep. run. And watch my, you know, watch the bracket. Watch me go through this tournament. It's not as uh, it's not as good content if it's like you throw on the stream. It's like, I'm going to be streamed for 35 minutes. I have one pool game, mm-hmm. and then um, I got nothing else. Where it's like, I, this is a bracket run. This is going to see if I qualify. Like, it's a little bit, I guess, more at stake. I don't know. It's more of a storyline. Something I did kind of notice. I'm like, I, I bet we'll see more people streaming the tournament runs. You know, I'll be streaming. Feels hype. <laughs> makes it, it makes it more hype. I'm yeah. still. Even if it's not your own, like yeah. doing other people's. Like I last for ten, I did a whole night where I said, "Send me who's playing pools. Let's play on stream." <laughs> but we jumped from like one pool, like from A to like F to like G to like I, and it's like, well, what are these games even representing? They're just games, and yeah. so I think. Cokes, you have it a hundred percent on the money that you know not only for people that want to do their own and can just sit down and do it because I know that was a thing. I like I want to stream all my pools games because I want it for like vods later or even just to put it out there to you know promote the tournament. But like to like I'm gonna queue up just to go for half an hour was like a burden. But like now that's gonna be like yeah two and a half hours and just we're gonna keep it running the whole time and we're just gonna get all the games in. Sounds amazing to me as a streamer content creator. Absolutely. I'm hyped. I'm gonna be in every single uh every single pool thread. Like I'll stream your games. I'll stream your games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I gotta get yeah. started on everything now. <laughs> oh man, I yeah. don't want you to forget, Ravian. We never got the viewer comments. I know. I I will get that through. I was I just, just sure. about. I was just about to do a creative segue into it. Can I do my segue? Anyway? Yeah, oh wait, on, hold yeah. on, hold on. Let's just rewind. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Remember. So I think that Netflix superstars. I'm gonna stream every single game in the whole tournament. I'm blocking out a full week of my life. Yeah. So before you guys leave your angry comments to me, tell me how the format's bad. Like, consider these things a little bit because I did put a lot of thought into it. But speaking of angry comments. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, he's a genius. The part where I forgot. Let's we go. got carried away. Viewer Content master. Comments. <laughs> the one and only another fellow dev for Project Rio, Peacock Slayer. Uh, also, jokingly named Poop Cock Slayer as a joke. Um, He's gonna be so mad at you. <laughs> He's gonna be so mad. Hey, you know what? You, th- you know, I can go back and forth. So, this is from him himself. Commented around 2335, Clutch is comparing Krazy versus Remke to Matty Ice versus Nude Cactus in the Netplace uh, Superstars Summer 2021 event. He claims that the meta is much more developed since that tournament, and while I and while I agree there have been some developments, the meta was very much behind. Wait, sorry. 
there <laughs> sorry there have been some developments the meta was still very much defined back in those days if you compared the meta between the two time periods i believe the only major element missing is the falcon pop some characters were valued a little differently but overall that wasn't different the biggest tier list shifts are probably walu and wario lower than and ldss higher than the rest are probably just one or two spaces off just wanted to point that out i think this podcast is a rec- recency bias uh, which is understandable because the topic is current events in mario baseball but it should be acknowledged when talking about the history of the meta it's important to be honest when talking about the early days of the scene in my opinion I oh, agree. LDSS, I think he's referring to line drive star swing. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I was, was going to ask. I was going to ask, too. That a lot. So, like, Green Para, Green yeah. Bones, those were valued a lot more back then. I think, I like, I, I think I totally agree with him. Uh, I think that while the meta was different, it was still, like, you know, it's not like they didn't know how to play the game. Like, we were, they were playing yeah. at the top level in a different meta. That doesn't take away from the fact that they're playing at the top level. And I think that clutch should probably be banned from the podcast because <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so it's so like all on that right now. Wait, let him his camera right now. Delete his feed. End his feed. Mute him. He's out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, as soon as Peacock put that comment, I didn't even go back and watch the podcast. I'm like, oh damn, he's totally right. Like I definitely went a little too far off the diving board on that one. And as I said in my comment, I'm like if I would have had Joe or Cokes, who was actually like lived through it on the podcast that week to like rein me back in, I would have immediately been like, oh yeah, you're right. Like without a doubt. I just, I didn't have anyone here that yeah, lived maybe, through maybe. it to like sound off like yeah. my opinions. And so I, I said as much, I'm like, you know, there probably should have said something to that effect of like, by the way, none of us actually were in that meta when it happened. Like Razzy <laughs> was the most senior person on the podcast and he joined after that. So yeah. Uh- a lot of people don't realize that, like, me and Cokes have been around for a while, you know, the the rest of the people on this call, you know, you guys are, you guys are, are big names now, but, like, you haven't been around for that long. I know Krazy no. joined, like, two years ago and then left, because yeah. <laughs> yeah. he was like, nah, I'm not interested. That's <laughs> but, like, funny, Remke, you're what, Remke, you're, like, March or something like that, April? Uh, very, very end of March. It was like March yeah. 29th was my first day, I think. And I know Clutch, you were a little before that, and Krazy, you came back a bit before that. But it's like, I don't know, like, like a lot of people are, are still new to the scene, even though yeah. uh, they've been here for so many big moments and stuff like that. And they've, they've you know, Krazy and Remke, the top two players right now. It's just, you know, it's, 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 it's weird to think that they haven't been here the whole time. And like, I yeah. haven't even been here the whole time, you think about it, like, I, I came around in late 2020, like September, but there was there there are two years of history before that, so yeah, it's crazy. I so think, I I, I, wanna, ahead, I, I just want to hear a little bit about like I don't even know like anything about this uh, Matty Ice Cactus set or games that happened. I like what like yeah. was it a tournament? Was it like a grand finals? Was it like it was it was, it was just an ongoing rivalry. Like it's mm-hmm. it's kind of what you and Krazy have, where you guys are always meeting in the big spots, and it's like I know like Hell's is in the mix too, and he's you know he's up there, so like it's not always just the two of you, but at the time until Hell's came around, really, it was just Only the two them. of them. Only them. And it was like every time there was a big tournament, you know, you Matty Ice, if he had entered every Netplay Superstars from one to, I don't know, seven, I think. What was the first one that either one of you played in? I know Remke were ten, but Krazy. I- I played at seven, yeah. So, so 
probably seven, yeah. One through seven. If he answered every single one, he probably would have won four of them. Maybe even more. But I think he I think he literally only won the one that he entered. Or maybe he entered two and lost to Matty Ice, something like that. He entered two. The one I mean lost to Cactus, rather. Yeah, well, the first one he entered, I don't remember who he got sent to losers by, but I remember the one he lost. I think he lost to Brua, and it was like the Yoshi Bobble clip. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's yeah, hilarious. It. <laughs> that was his first one, and then his second NPSS he won. Yeah. So, like, Maddie and Cactus were always meeting. Like, them in big spots, they had a rivalry going before, like, even playing on net play because they were the speedrun guys. Like, yeah. like, Maddie had the record, Cactus took the record, Maddie took the record back. Like they they had that going and they really like developed that scene. So when that translated over to them being like the top two players, it was like every time there's something happening, it's like it's Maddie and Cactus. The uh the Elo board, it was Maddie and Cactus at the top, you know. It's everything like that. So they were basically meeting in every single big spot, and it was like these are clearly the two best players. Like we know that for a fact. And this is before like this is before any of the Dinger City guys played online or anything like that. So, like, maybe, you know, if, if Dennis had been grinding online, maybe he's up there, too. And, like, Hell's Hero comes along a little later, and he kind of breaks up and makes it a top three instead of a top two. Uh, but they really, they were, like, that was the rivalry for, for a good year, at least, I'd say. So, it definitely was a huge thing. One little detail about the rivalry, too, that I always thought was interesting. This is something that Maddie told me personally. Um, Maddie was based, it was a rivalry between, rivalry between Cactus and Maddie. But if you looked at the ELO leaderboards at the time and everything, Maddie was at the top. Like, he was number one, and he had a pretty good lead over Cactus. Cactus also didn't play as much net play. Like, net- Maddie was grinding every single day at net players, playing me, playing me. Like, trying to play all the time, grinding games, getting a bunch of wins. Had an insane, like, record. I forgot what it was. But Cac- he told me specifically that Cactus's play style, like him as a player, was just really good against Maddie. And he felt like whenever he played him, like, he would be playing his A game, like playing really well, but Cactus's play style specifically was really good against me. He always felt like he struggled. So it also almost felt like, you know, they had this rivalry going between speedrunning and also playing the game in competition. But on top of that, like Maddie felt like he had the edge, but it also seemed like Cactus was like the only guy who could take him down yeah. mm-hmm. type of thing. Obviously, there were, well, they were other contenders, you know. I, do, I am kind of playing it up for the hype, but, <laughs> you know. It it, it kind of did, as far as the rivalry was concerned, it did kind of feel like, you know, Cactus was like Maddie's kryptonite at the time. And it turns out that Cactus is just really good at this game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought? On the season one leaderboard, Maddie Ice had 162 games. Yeah. But I, would, I, I think I've also heard that a lot of those were at the early part of the ladder and he didn't play much towards the end of the ladder. I could be wrong. I could be yeah. absolutely wrong. Yeah. But Maddie's activity is basically, it coincides with the MLB season. Mm-hmm. If if MLB season is is if MLB's in season, Maddie's not going to play a lot. If it's not in season, he's playing all the time. Like, and we'll probably see that again. You know, come October, November, like the winter time, you'll probably see Maddie back on the grind. So, uh, you guys really haven't been around for it because you know baseball's been in season since April. <laughs> but yeah. but I mean, he 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 is a grinder, so he he'll definitely be back. Uh, I don't expect him to you know be like a thing of the past. He's just not available right now so like i'm excited for you know the winter when we're gonna have big events and maddie's gonna be like in he's gonna be in fighting form i guess you could say yeah. right now you know even if you do pick up a game or two here and there like if you're not playing consistently like you're gonna play worse you're not gonna it's play not up the your same potential. at exactly. all oh so, absolutely I mean, i'm excited 
I think that, you know, Remke, Krazy, Hells, the three of you, like, have this really good, like, top three uh, dynamic going on. And I think it, when we look back, you know, say a year from now, it's going to be like, yeah, like, it was Cactus and Maddie first, then it was Remke and Krazy, and Hells kind of sandwiches himself in between there because he kind of broke up both of those kind of definitive top twos. But it's, you know, it's it's great. It's it's great history. I think that comparing them one-to-one is impossible, but I... they're... It's they're equally impressive. Regardless, out of of curiosity, real quick, just a little history timeline for the community. When did the data mine happen? I want to say early twenty twenty one. Okay, it was, but Cokes would know. I the the data mine was in like different phases, but I guess the first big breakthrough was late twenty twenty, I believe. Like, you know, like I think like November, December, maybe. Um, and is that yeah. just when like most of like the character stats kind of got like yeah, that discovered? Was the first big one, the the numer like the spreadsheet with all the yeah. power stat throwing, like speed, all that stuff. That one was, um, I believe, late twenty twenty. I might be a little bit wrong though. There's a couple stats we also just didn't know about, and it took us time to figure right. out what the numbers were. So that kind of like developed over time but yeah that i remember yeah i remember that i remember coming home from class and like literally just like watching youtube videos on like how this modding stuff works <laughs> i was like it's so cool <laughs> yeah i would say that i i remember because i i joined september 2020 like i really got into things around like late 2020 and it felt like you know that stat sheet that we always look at and stuff like that uh that felt like it wasn't super not relevant, but it wasn't like no one really used it that much until 2021. But it it was it was there, and I, I don't know. Obviously, like the sheet didn't exist the second the data mine was done, but it was it was created. I'm sure you could go back and look. Whoever made, it. I think Connor made it, right? Peacock made yeah. it. So like he could go back and look at like when he made it. So I'm sure we could get this like a solid date on it. But I I'd say like 2020 was the dark ages still. So, so 2021 is when things really started to kind of develop significantly. I think my final take on Matty Ice Cactus versus uh, Remke Krazy, I think the, the proper way to put it is instead of less of being like one was more developed, one was less developed, I think it's more of like the Jordan versus LeBron debate. It's two completely different eras. Uh, I, like I said, I think both played the game to the highest level as the rules around them allowed. Um, but like I said, we didn't have Falcon Pop back then. Um, slicing may or may not have been discovered, but I it was not used on the level that it is by our top players today, which includes Cactus and Maddie. Speaking and of slicing, discovered. slicing that was a that was a Maddie Ice discovery. So right. he, uh, him and Solar Flare. Yep. So it's the slice solar flare and flare and Matty ice, which is funny because I thought it was slice originally because like you can slice like a tennis shot and it's like a specific yeah, like, shot. Yeah. And I was like very confused. And then I heard that it was a combination of their two names, and I'm like, mm-hmm. that makes so much more sense. I'm like, I don't know how you get a straight up the middle ball with a slice, but never yeah. knew that. Yeah, that that's that's what it was. It was uh, it was sometime last year, maybe early this year, even I think. I think uh, very like January yeah. this year because I think the video and everything was out by the time I was in the Discord. At- I think the best way to to look at it from like a gaming history, like competitive gaming history standpoint, uh, Matty Ice and Cactus back in the day was uh, for Melee, that was like Ken and Azin. 
And now we're in the era of the five gods now where it's like, <laughs> you have top players, anyone can take stuff, but like, there's a clear top four, I- I'd say right now. So, because yeah. it's like, you know, it's it's Remke, Krazy, Hells, and Cactus. Cactus doesn't play a lot. And I think that when Maddie's playing a lot, he's probably right up there too. Not to be like super on the nose, on the nose with like five gods, but that's just kind of how it is. Kind of ended up so that I, way. I, I think that's the best comparison because like it's a different era and these players are still incredible. It's just a different, you know, it's, we're playing a different meta. Yep. Hey, going back to that slice thing, I remember I asked a question in the highlights chat for the main server, Mario Baseball uh, Club. I was like, what's the best clip? And I was like, I'm going to look at my myself. Twitch.tv looked at the clips channel from all time. It was a clip from Matty Ice Falco on his Twitch account. Uh, it was, I think, Netplay Superstars 3. I don't know for sure. It was DK hit a slice, and the clip name was, This Should Have Been Foul. And that was one of the first times documented a slice in a tournament game, probably. And that just says, like, wow. Like, they... Like, he, he noticed. He noticed, but, like, yeah. no yeah. one knew. Yeah. Right. And now... And then they sat down once we had training mode. Once training mode existed, they sat down and they, they looked at, like, the frames and stuff like that. Because there's uh, there are old clips of Falcon Pop, too. Uh, yeah. From, from well before we like knew what it was before we, like Nicholas sat down and was like, "This is how it works." There, there are clips of it, and we were just like, oh, "Nice, that was yep. weird." <laughs> Great single. I'm glad I got it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how there. For people that aren't like super active in like speed running or other video game discoveries, that is completely how video games work. If we don't have like a full <laughs> decomposition of a game, like yeah. it's totally just it happens sporadically accidentally and then it happens accidentally a couple more times and like wait this is repeatable how is it repeatable and sometimes it takes a long time to figure out what the correct set of circumstances are to make it repeatable um depending on how finite or you know specific the trick is um but once it's figured out then it's obviously like a name tech and people continue to do it so uh, the fact that it popped up a bunch of people were like, well, how do you not figure out that that was something repeatable? It's like, well, that, that's how everything happens. So, yeah. I think a really cool example of that speedrunning is the cannonless trick in Super Mario 64. Look up yep. any video detailing the history of cannonless in that speedrun because it went from just literally throwing yourself at a wall hoping you would get this like close to pixel perfect trick and hoping it just happened and i think like even like the very very top speedrunners like succeeded like 30 percent of the time that might even might be generous uh into like something like 80 percent of the time it works with a new discovery they literally like paid a guy that was like a famous uh like like glitch hunter slash like speedrun route developer guy i don't remember his name off the top of my head to like discover like a setup to get it consistently and he did it in like a day <laughs> yeah there's a there's a good summoning salt video on it i don't know if it's on oh, yeah. canalist specifically but i think it's on 16 star and it goes over yep. that so good stuff definitely check that out yeah sure. and i i i hate to plug myself but same thing happened with dingus bunting i feel like that, that that tech where the quarter baseman comes in like i i can vividly remember like seeing that before but yeah one day i was just playing with cactus and we're like oh why did that happen and it just took like a very quick connection of oh i was holding a button and that's why it happened and it's, it's just awful. that that instant moment of realization mm-hmm. just completely changed how we view that tech 
and then we we shut that shit down quick. I <laughs> think <laughs> so. And and by the way, the like not to go totally off a tangent here, but I think that's the last place to like start looking for tech in Mario Baseball, unless we find out like some like crazy like hitting stuff. Is like what happens to fielders off camera depending on certain things, or like what can we do while fielders are off camera? Because I think we are starting to get recam or like if we get like a totally buffed out like widescreen mode like now that we're starting to get deeper into like you know being able to run the game at a sufficient level because we've optimized it in senses um i think that might be where new tech comes from is like how are fielders behaving while they are off camera and we normally can't see them but obviously the game knows what they're doing and we have fielder software things like that that we can start controlling these characters even if the game doesn't give it to us um i think that might be where our next discoveries are and like i said without like having those techniques and those tools at our disposal we have no clue how the game is currently handling it because we don't see it all right well yeah. anything to add on or uh we we good to wrap it up here we hit an hour and 12 minutes we're looking good i'm good yeah. i think i've said most of everything i want to say Is yeah it? i'm good oh hey thank yeah. you for leaving a comment connor Sorry for calling you what I did. Uh, if that did offend you, <laughs> let me know in a Discord DM. I'm like, actually, sorry. Uh, but hey, if you have a question, leave it in. I just want to make sure. I don't want to make anyone mad. If you have a question, though, leave it in the comments. Anything Mario Baseball related. Fuck it. Say something else that's not Mario Baseball related. We'll answer it if we have no one. You can say first. That's fine. <laughs> hey, well, you could be a Chris Tosi say Dude, first. Everyone say first in the comments. Yeah. True. I'll have to find out. <laughs> But yeah, leave a comment. Just let us know what you want. Uh, rate us on Apple Podcasts uh, with five stars. Uh, leave a comment on there. I think we might need comments soon. Uh, and then uh, Spotify, rate us five stars. Uh, leave a like on the video. Hit the sub button. Make sure to sign up for the NBA Cup. Make sure to sign up for NetPlay Superstars. Make sure to play fucking Mario Baseball. Have a good time, folks. And as we, oh, I say, and hopefully everyone else will say, adios. And goodbye. And goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah. Dixie's better than Diddy. <laughs> Good shit. Catch a baseball. End the video. I will. I will. <laughs>